From the studios of Teeing It Up in the Stamps of Jersey, this is uh, Teeing It Up with Jeremy Schilling for Wednesday, December 26, 2018, day after Christmas. Um, this is the betting and fantasy portion of the show for week 17 of the National Football League season. Hello again, Mr. Flecka. How are you, my man? Um, I'm good. All right. Um, I, I have to ask because, you know, I, I just... I ask questions on this show that's what i do um does anybody you know did anybody you know have kyle allen or garrett gilbert on a fantasy roster entering this season because <laughs> this this panther qb lineup for week 17 is the perfect example of why nobody should have fantasy football in week 17 I agree. I mean, those guys weren't even on rosters to begin with. So, if you're in a league that's uh, Week 17 oriented, you know, I feel bad for you. <laughs> I, I know I was in a league last year that uh, 14 to one round and then 16 to 16 and 17 to another. And I was uh, very quick to say that that needs to go. Um, yeah. For this reason, you know, you, you, you're struggling to find. Uh, replacements and the replacement level players are such as that. You know, they are replacement level players and they are tough, tough to swallow if you have to rely on any of those guys going into this week. But, you know, if you are in, in a fantasy league this week that requires you to, to make a lineup, uh, you know, Godspeed. I, I don't know if there's too much advice I can give to you. Yeah, seriously. Um, on that note, a couple of years ago, NFL.com spearheaded playoff fantasy. Which to me is a nice concept, except that it's really for degenerates who are addicted to fantasy and need something to do or some reason to watch games that their team no longer is participating in because their team sucks. What's your take on playoff fantasy? I think uh, it's very difficult. One reason is because a lot of those leagues are set up that you just take a lineup and that's it for the entire playoffs. So if you are picking a quarterback or a running back or, or whatever and their team gets knocked out wild card weekend, well, you know, you're kind of stuck there. So I think there's other ways to make money in the playoffs. I mean, if you're a gambler or you like, you know, waging money on things, you know, you can always do like a knockout pool. You can do a... Uh, a bracket, you can do, you know, the Super Bowl when it comes down to it. You know, there are other ways to make money during the playoffs. Uh, fantasy would be my least uh, favorite thing to do to make money during the playoffs. But, you know, if you're out there, um, you know, I'm sure there are spikes and articles dedicated to it. But it's, it's a, a tough thing to do just because you are maybe hamstrung and not being allowed to pick different players if your players get knocked out. Yeah, it's an interesting... Um interesting uh, situation um, for various people to be in uh, going into um, this weekend um, you know it's interesting from from a, a betting standpoint and if it sounds like I am um, filibustering that's because the lines that I had um, that I, I, I brought up initially were the lines as of December 23rd, which is obviously not the latest lines, and it also um, does not have the lines because of some of these games that, that now have quarterbacks announced. Um, so this is a weird betting week, um, I would say. Um, and um, 
I let's start here. There's going to be some absurdly big lines. You've probably seen the latest lines. I have not. Um, but you know, is any line that's double digits and one team clearly is the better team over another, i.e., Patriots versus Jets? Uh, here we go. Okay. Um, right now, the biggest line that I'm seeing here. Do 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 do. Stay with me here. We've got a bunch of lines at, at 13. 14 and a half is the Stero line over uh, Cincinnati. 13 and a half is Seattle. 13 and a half is Kansas City. 13 and a half is the Pats. And that's it for 13 and a half lines. Are you in favor of any of these lines? So I think from uh, a favorite standpoint, I, I like Kansas City. Um, they have to win, they have to play hard, they have to lock up number one seed. Not to say that Oakland isn't, you know, shouldn't be a win for them, but I think um, they're going to look to maybe get back on track because they've had a couple of down weeks here and they probably want to be able to get their offense on track. Oakland played their best game of the year last week on Monday night and that's it for them, you know. They might just pack it in and go down early and not even try to, to come back in that game. So I like Kansas City a lot. Um, I I also like the Jets at 13.5. Uh, reason being is I think the Pats, too, like they've been struggling lately. They maybe want to keep people healthy. That's the game they should win without, you know, exerting 100% effort. They might just want to get in and get out, you know, and the Jets are in a situation where they played great up the last two games. I, I expect one more good game from them and 13 and a half points is a lot of points to cover and they're always in danger of a backdoor cover, which New England allowed last week against Buffalo. So, you know, I'm not saying lightning strike twice, but I, I think that the Pats are going to look to keep that game as simple as possible, get the win, get out of there, keep everybody as healthy as possible and locking that uh, first round five. Um... Sam Darnold played a heck of a game last week. He was not the reason why they lost, even though I didn't like to play calling with four minutes left. He was sensational. Um, so that's just my two cents there. Um, my, my, my thoughts on Oakland is that they played their hearts out for that last game in Oakland, California, and that they could have a letdown, and that game's in Arrowhead, and I just feel like that that's going to be a huge momentum booster. I want to ask you something about Browns-Ravens because there's there's a couple games here that are really interesting because they have implications on various things and those lines are obviously tighter. Nobody thought the Cleveland Browns would get to seven. Well, maybe some thought they would get to seven wins. But this team is clearly going in the right direction. Baker Mayfield is clearly the real deal. That's a six and a half point line for Baltimore. Upstart, different team with Lamar Jackson at quarterback. And yet, this is a Browns team that was knocked out, not because of anything they did, but because somebody else won. And number two, they're building. This is a building game. Just like why Sam Darnold is, is, is starting week 17 is the same reason why Baker Mayfield is. It's about experience and building towards the next step. That six and a half point line for, with, uh, for me for Baltimore seems a bit steep. I agree. I like Cleveland a lot in that game just because of a lot of things you mentioned. Cleveland is on a, a, a top swing right now. They want to carry that momentum into the offseason. These are valuable reps for their players. You know, they might not be going to the playoffs, but this game is a playoff game at the end of the day. 
Baltimore needs the win in order to move on, and Cleveland can be a spoiler. And I think these defensive games, especially divisional games, mean a lot to a team that maybe not be going anywhere. We saw Baltimore get knocked out last year by Cincinnati in the last week of the season. I think these are valuable snaps, uh, valuable reps for these players. You want to be back in this situation at some point in your career, and this is where you start. You know, you, you have this game against the division rival, uh, and with the opportunity to end the season 8-7-1, and one, or whatever their record is, I, I don't know off the top of my head, but uh, I like Cleveland a lot in this game. I think they have the opportunity to really go into the offseason with hope for the first time in, in a long time. And what better way to end the season than by beating a division rival and knocking them out of the playoffs. So uh, I like Cleveland a lot. They have a tough defense. Their offense is figuring out ways to do stuff. Baker Mayfield's a gunslinger. He, he has all the confidence in the world. Against a tough defense, it, you know, you might be looking for those throws, like, don't do that, but that's what makes him him. So uh, I expect Cleveland to have a, a tight game. I don't see Baltimore blowing anyone out just because of the type of team they are. Close, pretty game. Uh, Baltimore, I think, wins on the last second field goal, but I think it's a tight, tight game, and like Cleveland covers at six and a half. Um. Vikings Bears it's a four and a half line for Minnesota I love Chicago to win this game I think they're the better football team I know the Vikings have have played better since they fired John D Filippo but I like the Bears in this game I think that's a that's a line that people need to avoid uh, yeah it's uh that's a tough one because I like the Bears a lot too but you know after reading some stuff today you know they kick off at the same time as the Rams one reason why it might stay away um you know, Nagy has some comments that they got to play smart. And by what I take from that is because the Rams are keeping the crap out of uh, the Cardinals, then Chicago might just rest their players in the second half or decrease their, their role. So uh, it's tough. I do like the Bears a lot. I don't see the benefit in sitting players, especially for a first-time playoff team, first-time playoff coach, you know, everything. Uh, that you would need, that you need to like, you know, swing into the playoffs. I know the argument might be, well, they could be playing the Vikings next week, you know, if they get in. You know what? You play the Vikings twice a year, every year for the last how many years? Uh, if you're really that worried about everything and all your secrets getting out, then um, I think there's other things that you, you could be uh, worried about. But I, I, this is a tough game. I think that there's a... Uh, there's other places for you to potentially get value from, so I'm, I like it, but I'm going to throw it down in my pecking order. Um, we're midway through the show. Let's let's take a thirty thousand feet view of this. Is this a week that you would just not if if and obviously this this show is about betting recommendations, but you know personally, if if if, if you were somebody to say you know rank the 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 best weeks to bet on on football, is this like one of the least you know, would this like be one of the last, just because of how many variables are involved? I don't think so. I personally love betting this week. I, Interesting. I a lot of games that you just need to find that you like, um, and you don't want to. You know, you want to make sure that the teams that you're betting on are going to be fully invested in playing the games. But you can, you know, after 16 weeks, you can pick up on some trends of. Might be able to give you that value. So one of the games I absolutely love this week is Buffalo. Maybe what I want. Hold on. 
You have hit the dead point in your drive home. Hold on a second. Hold on. You, you still there? I'm here. Okay. You hit that one point. And sometimes it's you that goes, uh, um, you know, hard to, hard to understand. And sometimes I'm talking during it and we're able to get past those 10 seconds uh, with your bad connection. Okay. Continue as you were. I think it's a great team to bet on this week. You know, they play hard every single week. Um, they, they fight for their coach. They fight for their team. Miami's going up to Buffalo where they probably don't want to be. You know, they know that their season's over. They know that they're not going anywhere. That team laid down last week against Jacksonville. The spread's only three and a half. Uh, you know, Buffalo's been, their defense is good. Um, Josh Allen has done enough for them to be competitive in a lot of the games he's played in. So I love Buffalo this week. And that's just a team that's been fighting and fighting and fighting every single week. So, you know, those are the trends you can tend to pick up on if you follow the NFL closely. So, you know, that, that's a game I like a lot. And uh, another game I like a lot, too, is Jacksonville versus Houston. Um, Jacksonville had a tough season, but there's one thing that's been pretty consistent for them, and that's in the play of their defense. And, again, divisional game, a chance to, you know, just kind of stick it to your division rival a little bit. Um, plus seven, that's a lot of points. Um, I can see Jacksonville playing that game really, close, really tough and really close and giving the, the Texans all they can fight for. So, um, you know, you just pick up on trends and you find those teams that, that – been on those trends that you're looking for, and then you, you place those wagers and hope for the best. Um, and to and, and to that point, they're playing at the same time as the Pats, and if they see that the Pats are up 42, you know, 10 on the Jets, you got to wonder um, if um, if uh, uh, sorry, Bill O'Brien says, you know, I'm going to get out of here, and then and, and suddenly that line changes. So there's there's a lot of play. There. Um, before we get to the in and out game, let's go through the games that are completely meaningless. We've talked about um, um, Buffalo. We have Falcons Bucks, which is a one and a half point line for the Bucks. We have a Saints Panthers line, which is nine. We have um, a Cowboy Giant line that is six. The, the The Giants are favored by six. Is is somebody not playing in that game? Is that why the Giants are the favorites in that game? I, I think that's the assumption that Vegas is making, that the Cowboys won't rest players. Uh, will rest players, I'm sorry. Um, and there's been nothing definitive that I've seen that's come out. Regardless of the fact, like, you know, you can't make bets based off of an assumption. And my, my reasoning would be is, are the Giants ever... You know, should they ever be seven-point favorites against anybody? The answer is no. Yeah. Um, so, again, I worry about these teams that are, are locked in or have the everything situated that wrecks their players or, or change their game plan in the middle of the game. I think, again, if you're the Cowboys, if you're the Bears, if you're, you know, the only team I would say that doesn't need to do it are the Saints. They're a veteran team with a veteran coach and veteran quarterback that have been in the playoffs numerous times. I understand how to prepare, how to deal with the week off that they're going to have and everything along those lines. You do your team no benefit by resting your players. And I understand an injury can happen, an injury can happen, yes. But what happens if you play the first snap of your playoff game and the injury happens? you got to play 
you got to keep your momentum going. You got to keep that cohesiveness, that rhythm, that that routine that you've developed throughout the 17 weeks that have gotten you there. So, a to see the line at seven points or six points, whatever it is, I love Dallas in that game. I think that even if the Giants play their hearts out, Dallas even for a half, Dallas plays their starters. The Giants aren't good enough to run away with the game on seven points. Especially if Odell Beckham's still out. Yeah, and there's no reason at all at this point that he'd be playing. Yeah, no, he, he, he should be one of those protective players that just gets yanked. So let's go back now to the games that have that where that there's nothing to play for. The Bucks game, the Saints game, the um, Packer game, the uh, uh, Eagle uh, no, no, no. Uh, that is it. Uh, that, uh, 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 that is the only other game that has absolutely nothing to play for. So of those games that I mentioned above, which you you like the Bills, so the Bucks and the Saints. Do you have any um, inkling either way on on either of those? That's a one and a half point line for the Bucks and a nine point line for the Saints. Not really, because I think there's other games that, that we can bet on. You know, um, Atlanta does intrigue me a little bit, um, but I think I can find you know a lot of other games that can maybe be of value rather than that game. Oh, plus the Packer game. Sorry, that's the other one. That, 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 that's eight points for the Packers and. You saw what Aaron Rodgers did last week against the Jets, and if, if they're playing him, and it sounds like they're going to play him, um, you know, he single-handedly won that game for them. So, that was that. That's what he does. Uh, that's what he does. <laughs> yes. All right. All right. Let's get now down to the nitty-gritty here. Um, we've got the Sunday night game, the win, and you're in. If you lose, you're out. Two nine and 9-6 teams. Colts-Texans is a three-point line for the Colts. Um, then that game to me, I would stay away from. It seems too much like a toss-up, and a lot depends on Marcus Mariota's stinger. Yeah, and that's why the line is what it is right now. Uh, Colts are really bad on the road, so you know I, I hope Mariota plays. If he doesn't play, um, you know, I think that the NFL just in general gets kind of screwed over. You know, you, you flex these games out, and then you lose the starting quarterback of the team. And then if the Titans win, with, and they're playing with Blaine Gabbert in the playoffs, that's just a mess. Um, <laughs> you know, so I, I would hope that Mariota gets around and is healthy. If not, you know, from a neutral standpoint, I hope the Colts win, just because I don't want to see Blaine Gabbert possibly playing in the playoffs. Um, but you're right. For now, I'm staying away from that, just because there's. There's too much up in the air with both those teams, with the Titans at least right now. All right, so now let's go to what we normally do on this show, which is what games that we haven't talked about that you like and what games you want to stay away from. I like the Chargers a lot this week. They're minus seven uh, or minus six minutes, depending on where you're getting it, and I think that they have a lot to to play for this week. You know, if if Kansas City slips up, they move up, potentially the number one seed. Uh, or number two seed, or whatever that might be. Uh, Denver, I think, is officially checked out as well. Lindsey got hurt uh, the other night, so they're going to be, you know, minus him the other, uh, minus him on Sunday. Again, the Chargers had a rough game last week. I think that they want to play and start to get into that moment, get that momentum back. Uh, they know they're going to be on the road the following week, you know, for the playoffs if, if the Chiefs win. So I like the Chargers a lot this week. I mentioned Jacksonville. I mentioned Buffalo. 
Um, and I mentioned Dallas as some, some teams I like. So those are, that's where I'm looking at right now for this week. Um, and then everything else obviously isn't a void. How did this season turn out overall betting-wise? Was it was it one of those that things played out as you thought they would, or, or, or did some things surprise you? It's been a weird year in the NFL. I mean, the ratings have gone through the roof. We've seen Patrick Mahomes' his maturity, Jared Goff's maturity, etc. Yeah, I think that the teams like the Rams Chiefs were really good to bet on early in the season, then they kind of faded a little bit towards the end. Surprise teams would be like Cleveland was great against the spread this year. Um, you know, I can't remember off the top of my head a lot of the other teams, but you lose a lot of value uh, on picks when teams like Pittsburgh, Green Bay, the Giants, um, and, you know, even teams like like Dallas, you know, that are aren't as good as maybe people think they're going to be, and you know the lines tend to favor them and then you, you take those teams because they're public teams and they don't end up doing that well so um, it's been a tough year I think if you are a favorite uh, usually towards the end of the year the dogs tend to come out and they tend to, to, to meet with the expectations that we've seen but the season ain't over yet you still have four more weeks, five more weeks of football left a lot of money is still, be, still to be made so it's not over yet we'll see what happens this week and going into the playoffs all right, now put your football hat on. Who's your right now? From what you have seen, what is your Super Bowl matchup? I think I said Chargers and the Saints last time we talked. I'm going to stay with that. I do like the Chargers. Tough game for them on Saturday. I, I saw that coming. A big letdown after a, a big. You know, we we talked about it last week. They've had trouble adjusting to big wins um, or emotional wins. And granted, a win in the playoffs is very emotional. Um, but I think it lines up for them and, and is favorable for them. I, I think that they'll have a rematch against the Steelers or the Ravens, depending on what happens there. Um, I like the way they match up with Kansas City, and I like the way they match up with New England if they were to go to New England. I think that would be a really, really tough game for New England. Um, but I'm going to stay with that. They're the most well-rounded team in the AFC right now. Uh, Melvin Gordon just got back, so you know, give him a couple weeks to get acclimated again. Um, and the Saints, if you're going through the Superdome, it's going to be tough. And um, it, it, things seem to break their way there. So I, I do like the Saints a lot. The Rams, I remember talking to a buddy of mine. I thought the Cooper Cup injury would, would come back at some point to kind of bite them, and, and it looks like it has. Uh, granted, they had a great game against Arizona, but that's Arizona at the end of the day. So uh, they're most likely end up with a bye and get a tough matchup, whether it be you know Minnesota coming back to play them, Dallas, Seattle. You know, I'm sure they don't want to see Seattle coming to, to LA. So uh, I, I think the NFC playoffs are going to be really exciting. A lot of good teams, a lot of good matchups, but I'm going to stick with the Chargers and Saints. Um, I'm going to give people a little. Uh life lesson here. You ready for it? Okay. Um, I am not a fan of betting on college bowl games that do, or do, 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 do not have significance for the playoffs. And the reason why is that the Surf Pro First Responder Bowl, which was in progress, has now been canceled due to rain, lightning, thunder, and some issues. 
So this game got underway. Um, it delayed the game for an hour and a half. The game was stopped with uh, BC leading 7-0 with 5.08 left in the first quarter at Cotton Bowl Stadium. Um, yeah. Boise State and Boston College. That, Danny, is why you do not bet on college bowl games because you don't know what's coming your way. In this scenario, you just get your money back. So, it'd be okay. <laughs> yes, it has been ruled officially a no contest. Yeah, I mean, there's nothing you can do about that. You know, weather is part of the process. So, um, it is what it is. Still, though. I mean, seriously, f- from a college perspective, are there any ball games that you look at and say, okay, I am seriously interested in betting on this game? Oh, yeah. I, I went 4-0 last week on bowl games, so... Oh, so, so you're one of the people addicted to this. Okay. I'm not, I wouldn't say I'm addicted to it. Again, it's just about finding value. You know, as a gambler, as an investor, you want to find value in your investment. So I, I treat each bet as an investment with the opportunity to get return. And there are games that, again, you pick up on trends throughout the year that you want to take, that you use to your advantage at certain points. And that's what, you know, betting is. So I think that... There are plenty of bowl games to make money on, um, depending on every team's situation and, and, and matchups and location and weather and everything else along those lines. So, yeah, there, there's money to be made. It doesn't mean that uh, you're addicted to it. You just are finding good value. Interesting. Um, I did not realize that you were an active gambler, this uh, an active better. Sorry, this early in the bowl season. You learn something new every day. Danny Flecka, as always, thank you for joining us uh, for this, and we will see you in the playoffs. Sounds good, my man. Have a good day. And thank you all for listening to this edition of Teeing It Up with Jeremy Schilling.